It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And nice to have your company. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. A Tuesday morning has dawned upon us. It is March the 28th and coming up this morning, many Aussies. Now they're interested in investing real estate overseas, whether it's for a vacation holiday home or as part of a diversified investment portfolio. But how many Aussies are actually doing this with overseas investing in property? Well, that's an answer that we're going to break down for you this morning. And also some of the high net worth investors in the Australian property market and beyond. And what is the traffic like coming back the other way? Well, these are the questions we're going to be looking at in just a moment with Erin from Knight Frank after they conducted their latest study into the high-end property movers and shakers. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to afford to buy some property overseas? We'll check on all of that, including a 30-second property tip in just a moment. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. All right, right now it's time for another 30-second uh, property tip and we're going to Maurice there in Mossman. And good morning, Maurice. Uh, what have you got for us this morning? Craig, how are you? I've always got some great tips. Firstly, a little trick that we always do, quarter strength lexicon by Dulux. It's our go-to wall colour. It's a white, white with a putty undertone. Also lighting, clients have to change and get rid of the old fashioned yellow light and replace it with a white cool light in their bulbs throughout the home. Another one is enamel spraying bathtubs and bathrooms. Don't renovate guys if you don't need to. Give it a really good once over with an enamel spray company and a new tap set and you've just done a wonder on a bathroom. Yes, that is a great tip. Thank you, Maurice. A few property tips there. And if you are celebrating your birthday, Let's check on those right now for the 28th of March. Happy birthday if you are blowing out the candles. You're sharing your birthday with Lady Gaga. She's turning 37. Julia Stiles, the American actor, is 42. Vince Vaughan is turning 53. Kate Sobrano, the Australian singer, she is turning 57. And you might remember Rodney Hogg, the Australian former cricketer. He is on the birthday lists today. Happy birthday, Rodney. He is turning 72. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country we go. Let's check on your important weather for this Tuesday morning. And good morning if you are in Sydney expecting some showers to increase. Well, they say about a 75% chance from this afternoon. Your high of 29 degrees. In Melbourne expecting one or two showers. And your top of 23 degrees. In Brisbane it's going to be 
a mainly sunny day with 33 and in Perth expecting a golden blue day with lots of sunshine, almost the perfect temperature too. Maybe it is 27 degrees. We're a lot more than just real estate. Available for breakfast from 6am, then on the drive to work or in your ear at the gym. In fact, wherever you go, we're available seven days a week. And we are talking this morning about the prime end of the housing market and ultra-high net worth individuals. And joining us this morning is Erin Van Tool. Uh, she is the Head of Residential Australia from Knight Frank. And a very good morning to you, Erin. Welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You know, people this morning, they're going to be listening who have made small fortunes since COVID and their property portfolios may have grown big time and they might be asking themselves this morning, am I an ultra high net worth individual? And they'll be wondering what that dollar value is. So do you have that dollar value? Yeah, there is. So at Night Frank, uh, we define an ultra high net worth individual as someone who has a net worth of US $30 million or more, which includes the value of their primary residence. All right. So there you go. If you've got that amount of money, you are ultra rich, basically. So why has activity at the super prime end of the residential market remained elevated from pre-pandemic levels? Well, I think the main reason is actually a shortage of stock, and that's a shortage of stock that's um, existing, as well as a shortage of stock in the sort of off-plan or newly built um, sector of the market in that super prime space. So we know, according to Knight Frank's Wealth Report, that another 16% of ultra high net worth individuals are looking to purchase a property in 2023. And we know that one in four Australians ultra high net worth individuals bought another home in 2022. So there is definitely still really strong demand for purchasing property at this super prime level of the market. And when we say super prime, we are talking about the top 1% of the market. And when we say prime, we're talking about the top 5% of the market by value in any given location. Other factors that would affect a buyer in the mainstream market are less likely to affect buyers at the sort of ultra high net worth purchases. So across the globe, we know that 49% of ultra high net worth clients are cash buyers. So certainly less impacted by issues like interest rates. Mm, Okay. And just focusing and coming back to the ultra high net worth individuals, how much of a Australian ultra-high net worth individual portfolios are made up of that residential property market? So Australian ultra-high net worth individuals definitely love residential property, as do Australians in general. But on average, our Australian ultra-high net worth individuals own 2.9 homes. 
one third of total wealth of ultra high net worth individuals is allocated to primary and secondary homes. So that doesn't include investment properties. We've seen a rise absolutely in co-primary living where people are making a decision to spend their time more equally across two or more residential properties. And with the advent of remote working, that makes that possible. So people have certainly uh, looked to move and increase the number of properties that they own. Now, you're you're talking about people moving around, presumably within Australia, but what about people buying overseas? And this is all sort of part of your report. So has that been a factor? Has that reared its head a little bit in terms of just how many houses people are buying overseas? So actually, the numbers, according to our wealth, Knight Frank's wealth report, have actually remained fairly, um, fairly steady on that. So only 12% of Australians own property overseas. So the majority of residential property that they own is in Australia. When asked where they would consider buying a property overseas, Australia's ultra worth, uh, ultra wealthy, um, are looking to buy um, primarily in the US and the UK, and then that's followed by New Zealand. Zealand, Switzerland and France. Ah, so Dubai didn't come up at all. It must have come up. It didn't. It didn't in those top figures, although that is a market that is performing particularly well at the moment, but um, not not in the top five for Australians. (laughs) Wow, yeah, okay. And uh, if you drill down on that even more, what nationalities own prestige homes in Australia? This will be an interesting one for people to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting one. So I think there are a lot of preconceived ideas about who controls this sector of the the market and who are the big spenders, but certainly based on prime residential properties in Australia, the top three international owners are, drumroll, <laughs> UK, the US and Singapore. Oh, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Especially with the US, I find that one to be, I just wouldn't have picked it. Absolutely. So for international ultra high net worths looking to buy their next home, Australia ranks in the top three. So it's typically the US or the statistics say the US, the UK, and then Australia. And interestingly, when planning to purchase a new home in 2023, ultra high net worths from Malaysia rank highest with 86% wanting to buy in Australia. And then that's followed by 36% with Singaporeans and 34% mainland Chinese. Well, it's quite interesting just from the podcast. We know we have American listeners and my goodness, we know why maybe some of them are listening. Absolutely. it's a, Australia is a really popular place for, for people to invest and for ultra high net worths to invest. We have a fabulous quality of life here. The fundamentals of, of the Australian residential property market remain really solid, as do the, the fundamentals of, of Australia. You know, we have a clear and transparent taxation system, government. We have a great education system. It makes Australia a, a very desirable place for global ultra high net worths to want to invest and live. You must have a bit of fun doing these reports, eh? Because there must be some surprises that come out as a result. Yeah, I think what's lovely about these reports is often when we're on the ground working with individuals and developers and purchasers, yeah, we have a hunch that something is the way it is, but it is fantastic to be able to give our clients solid data to say, actually, I had a hunch that this was the case, but here is the data to back it up. And at night, Frank, that's certainly the way we like to advise our clients. 
Can I just circle back to those investors coming out of the US? Not sure whether your report uh, highlights this or not, but have you got a breakdown in which cities out of the US? I presume that there would be a lot coming out of Los Angeles and New York, but there must be other hotspots. So I haven't got that data, unfortunately, drilled down um, to talk about. Sadly, um, at this point in front of me, I've only got um, I've only got the data for um, US as a whole coming here. But I, I think your assumptions are probably right in that it would be more probably West Coast, where the um, access to Australia is is more straightforward and, and easier. That always has an impact. All right. Well, lovely to talk to you this morning, Erin. That gives us a bit of a breakdown about those ultra high net worth individuals and enjoy your day. And thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 